Hello, my friend. What color are you feeling like today? I am see-through red, like a watermelon. Nostalgia has reverberated through this summer for myself and for many others with Taylor Swift's re-release of Speak Now and the Barbie movie campaign. Tapping into this romanticism, I've started rereading Little Women, taking time off social media and soaking in the freedoms I have now that my child self feared she'd never get. There's this poignance in the air as I remember how confusing and scary growing up was, and yet how creative and full of wonder I was too. I lived so vibrantly, and I want to intentionally do that again, continually. As often as possible, I use other people's words to express myself. Texting song links, sharing Tumblr posts, penning poems, marveling at how someone somewhere somehow translated the vibrations in my veins and universe behind my eyes into concrete sentences. A part of me is capable of that witchcraft too, but it's a strain of magic that almost always takes intense sweat-inducing effort. I already put a draining amount into translating my brain for everyday interactions. To put it succinctly, my soul's first language is not verbal. I wonder if that's a thing that a lot of autistic people experience. Anyway, today I'm going to express what's on my mind, mainly through Tumblr. <laughs> I've browsed and selected and am ready to present you a bouquet of paragraphs from other people's gardens. So thank you to the gardeners. Anonymous. Romance is a form of creativity. It's the ability to see the potential for beauty in the everyday, freezing flowers in ice so they release floral notes as they melt, learning to draw, taking the scenic way. These acts ask us to leave behind the pragmatic and pay attention to the fanciful, the sensory. In a world devoted to efficiency and productivity, Living with romance is a way of reclaiming one's own life. It is a way of saying, being alive is worthwhile for its own sake, because I make it so. Tordenver. There is no audience to perform for. There is no approval, no admiration to attain. There is no role worth playing. There is no one to convince. Let it go. Feeling that concept in my bones is something that has been key to happiness, to being <laughs> stress-free. Feeling the weight of other people's expectations is unnecessary, truly, at the end of the day, even though it feels so necessary when you're in the thick of it. It's something that therapy has helped me understand. We grow up with these expectations constantly around us. We're told how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to feel, what we're supposed to do every minute of the day at school and at home. Even our friends communicate explicitly or implicitly how we're supposed to be, how we're expected to be. So when you grow up 
when you're out on your own for the first time as a young adult, you have a choice. You can continue listening to what everyone else says you should be, or you can figure out what you want. Jame Potters It's hard to remember that you have no obligation in life other than to be kind and give love. Like, you were not put on this earth to work a part-time job or get a degree or have a fancy career. You were put on this earth to smile and make other people smile, to spread happiness. Your reason for living doesn't have to go any deeper than living. Just breathe. (laughs) Make friends with a plant. Drink your water. I love you. I think what that person is talking about could also be called mindfulness. That was a pretty hot-button word for a few years there, and I think it's something that every spiritual community talks about in some form or another, because it's so important. Peace comes from what we're talking about here, whatever you want to call it. This next Tumblr post I actually have up in my room. Um, I went through a faith transition several years ago now, and I wanted to have words around my room still, even when I didn't agree with the scriptures that I had um, previously up in my room. And so I took those scriptures down and I wanted to put something back up. But it's, it's hard when you go through a faith transition. It's hard to trust in your belief in anything. But I read this quote, and it connected with me, and it still does. Owl, my love. I may not know a lot about life, but I know it's how Keith Haring said... Touching people's lives in a positive way is as close as I can get to an idea of religion. And how Kurt Vonnegut said, And I urge you to please notice when you are happy and exclaim or murmur or think at some point, If this isn't nice, I don't know what is. And Olga Jacobi said, To leave a good example to those I love is my only understanding of immortality. And Felix Poswalski said, I think we found the answer to the universe, which was, quite simply, spend more time with your friends. Make mezzing oh la la la. Read until you're tired. Watch TEDx videos in your free time. Pick up a random book from the library and try. Read Wikipedia history articles. Start to learn the stars or Latin or something. Print pictures of famous places and hang them on your wall. Learn. See. It is a tiresome world, but keep learning at every turn. It makes life better when you know little things about it. Small snail hugs. Listen. Do it for the aesthetic. 
If you want to fill an entire $20 sketchbook with anatomy drawings, freaking do it. If you want to get lost in the woods and come stumbling home with a bag of dried mushrooms and bones, you go goblin, dude. You aren't alive to go to work and hurt. You're alive because bumblebees bump into little flowers and dandelions only open up in the sun. You are alive because cats purr when you pet them and coffee keeps you up all night. Do everything for the aesthetic. Artemis Fowl stole my soul. Oh, I love these usernames. Being a nice person is so fun. Waiter messes something up? You can see the relief on their faces when you don't scream and swear at them about it. Extra tickets at an arcade slash prize place? Watch a little kid's face light up when you give them a bunch of tickets. There are too many jerks in this world. Be a nice person. This next post involves multiple people, so I'll say the username is first. Dr. Ethlyn. Does anyone else get mischievous joy out of being nice sometimes? Like, haha, I knew you were going to be hungry, so I got you your favorite food, so I can surprise you with it being ready when you got here. Got you! Augustus Ailes says, Yes, it's like, it feels like scheming, but love scheming. The scheme is I want you to be happy. Laura Thea says, I take delight in doing this at work when I can. Ha! You did not expect me to bring you chocolate, but here I am with chocolate. It's way, way more effective than people think. I think that is very true. <laughs> Feeling like a goblin while doing something lovely is my favorite. You just, they're power. You feel powerful. Rose Beaches. It feels so good to be kind. It's the warm feeling you get when you tell someone that they look nice today, or that they did a good job, or that their voice sounds lovely, or that the cookies they baked were delicious, or how you always laugh at their jokes. It's the warm feeling you get when they respond bashfully, or surprised, with that small smile and a thankfulness that shines in their eyes. It feels so good when someone is kind to you, when it feels like the effort you put into yourself is seen and acknowledged and appreciated. It feels so good when you're able to make someone feel that wonderful. We should always try and encourage each other. Faye V. Whenever I'm sad, I just imagine a bunch of tiny versions of myself working inside of my body that sing and push blood cells around and have romantic encounters and have sword fights with bacteria and have so much fun keeping me alive. I gotta take care of myself for the tiny people inside of me. Thank you, little friends. Young Suggestion You're allowed to be excited about the little things. You're allowed to be goofy. You're allowed to be dorky about your favorite TV show, to make blanket forts, to enjoy cheesy movies, even just to sleep with stuffed animals. You're allowed to do any of the things that make life a little more bearable. It's fine, okay? I feel that concept so hard, and it's definitely something that I have needed to accept, being neurodivergent and needing 
support that may look childish in a way. You know, I have my like stuffed animals that really help soothe me and, and like the little voices I do and like stimming, it can look childish and people will judge you for it, but whatever you need not only to get through the day, but also just to bring joy. It's not just about survival, it's about happiness. And that's why I like to dress up every day as much as I can. You know, people will ask, like, oh, where are you going? You know, you're so dressed up. But I think American culture is far too casual most of the time. And it is so much fun to feel like you look good and look like who you want to be ultimately. Like, yes, I am someone who wears lipstick on a Tuesday, and I love that about myself. This next one uh, is two people. First, Seracides says, When E.E. E. Cummings said, I'll live my life if it kills me. Soft Springs the Lace then says, When Andrea Gibson said, I suppose I love this life in spite of my clenched fist. And when Ellen Bass said, To love life, to love it even when you have no stomach for it. That kind of concept comes to me in the times when it's not so easy to choose the path of creativity, of caretaking myself. Sometimes it feels like warfare to be kind. And I think that that is important to acknowledge. Vampire Apologist Last year, I was having complications with a surgery, and I just broke down in a public place, and I was trying to gather myself, sitting and leaning on a wall, when this girl in cowboy boots approached me and sat down. And she asked what was wrong, and I told her it was medical issues, and she said, I understand. I have to have my foot amputated next week. And it shocked me out of crying, and I was like, wow, that sucks. And she said, yeah. And then she just touched my arm so tenderly and told me, I promise you that this problem will have its place, and everything is going to work out. And the way she said it just made me really believe her. She said, we're just gonna have to cowgirl up. And then she stood up and walked away. And I'd call that a genuine encounter with an angel. But the truth is, there is a lot of goodness right here on earth in humanity. And it's shining and pure. I like my coffee cold. And I don't think you even realize, but you're the kind of person that fills up infinity. The kind of person whose happiness fills the air like rays of sunshine. The person that a thousand stars wouldn't compare to. You're the kind of person John Green would write about. And the kind of person in teenage novels with happy endings. The kind of person who never lets go, never gives up. The kind of person who teaches you what it is to love, to hope, to feel. I don't know if you know but you're the kind of person poets write about. The kind of person no poem would be enough for. Well, now that someone's blowing leaves, I think I'm going to wrap this up. One more post. Torden Vihir. 
I wish you love so sincere and so tender that it doesn't just come from a single thing or a single person, but from everything and everywhere. I wish for you to bubble in love and awe of the universe so deeply that you'll feel touched by everything good and precious that have ever happened to you or that you have ever witnessed. I hope it will be so full you will be brought to tears in joy that you will laugh with them streaming down your face. I wish for you to look up at the stars with eyes and a heart that says, Do you feel this too? Is this what it's like to be you? To be part of the whole? I hope it moves you so completely that the only objective left in the middle of your chest is to give everyone who is alive and in this world the gift of being seen through your eyes when they are full of truth, full of wholeness, full of love.